Welcome to Move the District, where you can find the best ways to stay healthy, stay moving, and stay informed in Washington, D.C. Now, more than ever, we have a wealth of information and opportunities to live the high-performance, pain-free life that we want. My name is Dr. Mike Yasson, and my goal is to show you the backstories behind the individuals and businesses that provide these opportunities for everyone, no matter who you are. Now, let's move. Move the District is sponsored by Big Leap Performance and Rehab. At Big Leap Performance and Rehab, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to BigLeapPerformanceAndRehab.com to see how we can help you stay active for life. All right. Welcome back to episode 37. At this point, I'm, I'm losing track of these episodes. I think every week I say a different number and then it comes out that it's actually one more or one less. But this is confirmed episode 37 of Move the District. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you have not already, please hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. If you haven't already, please leave a five-star review. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, this week, our guest, Ryan Wisgowski. He is the head running coach and studio manager at Formula Running Center. And he's also the assistant track coach at Sidwell Friends Academy in Washington, D.C. Ryan, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate having me, uh, Dr. Mike. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Your first podcast. Are any, uh, any pre-podcast jitters here? Uh, I mean, uh, we'll just see how it goes. Just give me some uh, professional feedback afterwards. Yes, absolutely. For sure. Uh, once, once we've hit the uh, stop recording button, for sure. <laughs> yeah, ordinary. <laughs> uh, or, or while we're still recording. We'll see how it goes. Uh, now, you, I, I'm, I'm excited to have you on because, you know, you are uh, obviously in the, the running world, you're in the fitness world, but you're also in the high school sports world. And I think that's like a, a unique angle that uh, I don't think gets talked enough about, about that transition with youth athletes into like adult athletes. Um, so I'm interested in getting down and dirty with you. Let's do it. In that. Uh, so give, give us a little bit of your background. When did you first, when did you first get into running? Uh, yeah, uh, I can take you down that rabbit hole. So uh, I grew up in New England, uh, Maine specifically. I did middle school cross country. Uh, it's pretty popular uh, sport at, at you know at the time. Uh, had a great, uh, great uh, um, time doing it in cross. Uh, a little bit of track as well. I did, only did cross country and track and field halfway um, through high school, and maybe two thirds of it. I uh, tried to be cool and play basketball or other athletic sports, uh, but I always came back to running in some capacity. Uh, did all three by junior and senior year, uh, cross country, indoor and outdoor. Um, I found my way into running in college. Um, fortunately, I ran at Keene State College, which is a small uh, Division three liberal liberal arts school in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, pretty cool. Um, they had a pretty strong running history. Uh, just wanted to be a part of it. Um, I had my reasons why I, I decided to Keene and uh, I was fortunate enough to have success um, athletically. I, you know, got my degree there and uh, it's been pretty relevant, my degree ever since um, staying in the um, uh, 
fitness realm. Um, I was exercise science major. Um, so I'm fortunate to have that um, nowadays. Uh, but yeah, and I've just been running ever since. I ran a little bit post-college up uh, in New England for a, like a semi-pro team called New England Distance, a really cool nonprofit um, that's still going on. Uh, and then took a little bit of hiatus in running, but I, I coached for a while. I've coached uh, college, coached high school, I've coached middle school, so all the ages. So um, I always find a way to, to coach in some capacity. Um, and just through running, I've found this position right here and I'm pretty, uh, pretty grateful for it. That's awesome. Now, cause you started off with, you were playing basketball. You said you're playing lacrosse, did you say too? No, no, uh, uh, absolutely not. No, I don't, I don't think I had the coordination for that, but, um, looks pretty cool. When did, you, when did you make the jump into like, when did you realize that like running was a sport? Yeah, that's a great question. So definitely I realized I was not going to go anywhere with basketball. Um, I, man, this is an open wound, but I definitely, I did not make varsity at one time, you know, freshman or sophomore year, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely sophomore year. So that, uh, that you, and, you and Michael Jordan, there you go. Yeah. A little bit. I, I try, I, I try to just transition across and get to that level, but you know, I, I settled, I guess, but um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I was just, that was just, I don't know, still trying with basketball a little bit. I just knew I wasn't going to get any, go anywhere. I had the itch of running. Um, actually, that I remember now that uh, fall, I did cross country to get in shape for basketball and tryouts. Um, I had a really cool high school coach. He was young, just out of college. He was training for um, the Boston Marathon. So I just, I kind of idolized him for a little bit. He, he made running, you know, super cool and um, put in the miles and put in the work. I, I saw that effort because you would run mile repeats before our practices, whatever workouts um, that blew my mind. So I got cut or sorry, made JV, whatever that was. Uh, and then I just had the edge to keep um, running. Uh, I just knew um, there was a little bit something there because uh, I made states that fall uh, high school uh, cross country state championships. But besides that, I just, I just knew I knew it had a little bit better future and a little bit more opportunity. Um, and yeah, I just stuck with it. So your first season of running competitively, you made it to the States as a freshman in high school. A uh, sophomore. So yeah, oh. yeah, I guess, um, yeah, class B, you know, Maine, you know, really competitive um, for New England, I guess. But Is yeah, it? I just have my way to the States. It was cool. It was like a downpouring race. I couldn't tell you what I placed, but it was fun. It was, you know, it was thrilling. It was, you know, something I, I'd never experienced in other, you know, competitions. Right, right, right. And, and then, so did you end up sticking out on JV that year or did you? Oh man, I felt so quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the, the JV coach was awesome guy, uh, coach Stallman or something, but he, he, he was great. He was loved in our high school. Uh, again, uh, a guidance counselor. I went to his office and I'm like, I'm out. Um, and just went to cross or indoor track practice, like a couple days later. Uh, not to say it, it shattered my the high school community, but um, you know, you never, you didn't, you never really traditionally quit basketball, especially where I was from. Not to say we were uber competitive, but you know, a, a lot of the kids that I grew up with just went into play basketball, and that was the thing to do. Kind of went um, went left when everyone went right. Uh, but so that was like the yeah. big sport. Basketball was like the big sport in your town. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, Generally, yeah, it was. I grew uh, I grew up going to the number one lacrosse high school in the in the country. Oh, there you go. So uh, we, as a baseball we, player, I was extremely left as they were right. So yeah. we we did have you know again from Maine uh, a lot, not a lot of farms, but we had some we had some 
big boys. Um, again, I was scrawny, maybe like 5'10 at the time, like just like just stick. So, you know, I was just only going to shoot outside shots anyway. But uh, we had some big, strong boys in the team who could dunk the ball. It was like 6'2", 6'3", on average with, you know, they were like a couple grades below me. I'm like, I'm not going to be any significant in this team. Um, so I'll just run, do my own thing. Well, there and and the rest the rest is history. How was it uh, being a competitive or just being a runner in general in a place like Maine that is you know nice and cold and snowy for three quarters of the year? Yeah, yeah, it was um it was all I knew uh, battling with the elements. Um, I kind of was uh, I, I never really like you know studied the sport or I, I knew of like big names around and. I kind of just like followed, you know, the plan, follow the training throughout my like high school experience, you know, coach told me to do this work. I went ahead and did it. Um, I definitely, some, my biggest jumps um, before running was definitely choosing to do indoor track by, and what I mean by that, it was, that became like a full year of running, like nonstop. It went from fall to winter to spring, and then went about summer training and then the cycle continues. So being that I trained, you know, you know, the whole year made a huge difference. Uh, but again, battling with the elements, I mean, it's, it's a tough thing. I, you know, I'm from mid coast, Maine, Camden, Maine. Oh, that's so, like know. the middle of nowhere, right? Uh, almost, you know, <laughs> for, for some, for some, it is, it's, it, it is nice. It's, it is next to the Harbor. Um, so it's right on the water. Um, it's pretty bougie relatively to, uh, to Maine, um, okay. you know, like yacht clubs and everything. So, um, so wait, well, you said it's close to where Harbor? So it's, um, Camden, Maine's like right on the seacoast. So okay. it's, it's, it's right on the water. You know, okay. there's a couple, like there's one or two yacht clubs, you know, all the kids in my graduating class, you know, uh, sailed or learned how to sail. I, I did not. Do you? I did. I, yeah, we were late, late on that game. We, we were transplants. We, uh, I moved from Delaware, uh, to Maine. My parents didn't really know what, what was going on in the sense of like the traditional things to do in Maine. Like, oh, uh, gotcha. Didn't hunt, didn't, you know, didn't yacht or, you know, figure out sailing. Uh, I just kind of just the most generic things, um, I guess. But I found running, which was cool. Not a lot of people did uh, cross country at, at my school. You know, we barely filled a team, which right. in a team, you fill seven people to score or in, in general, or five people to score, seven people to really fill a squad. Um, we barely made that happen. So I, I just went out the, um, again, just went the, uh, the uh, like the, you know, a different route comparatively. I just like went around town running all the time. But anyways, yeah, going, going back to, you know, uh, running, being competitive in Maine was definitely interesting. I have fond memories of, you know, traveling to another high school actually, because our high school, Camden Hills Regional High School did not um, have a, a designated track program, indoor track program. So for, for like liability reasons, I had to go to another school to practice again liability reasons over my head i just had to ask my parents to drive me 15 minutes away to the next high school to train um sometimes you know if it was too bad conditions we actually ran the hallways which is probably like a relevant thing for most high schools perhaps maybe in the uh, mid-atlantic or or northeast in general but yeah i just did 200 meter repeats on this like dusty hallway went back and forth back and forth um and that was pretty creative like you couldn't get any uh you know, worse than that or was, yeah, that's like um, pretty, I feel like it's a very like Northeast track thing right there. Cause like, I mean, I, you know, I, I ran winter track one year in high school and you know, we were still able to access the track and run outside. Like that wasn't that big of an issue for me, but I imagine uh, it was a lot more snowier uh, 
for you, a little more elements in your yeah, way? I would say a good two, or let's say, I don't know, maybe a, a third of my competitive running, I never had a track or I didn't have a track accessible. So in college, we didn't have a track, but in high school and definitely an indoor, uh, we either, I ran a, in a parking lot uh, around like, you know, the streets of Rockland, Maine, you're going to town the next town over or in a hallway. I don't know, that toughened me up, sure. You know, it gave me a good mentality. Like, you know, I definitely wasn't soft at that time, you know, just just kind of grind it out, uh, which, was, which was fun. I, I did, probably didn't realize it at the time, but it definitely, you know, uh, improved my work ethic. Um, no complaints, you know, and just kind of strap it on, uh, strap up the boots and, you know, listen to coach, the coach at the time and just, you know, try to hit the, it work that hard. The, so my, my girlfriend, Megan, she's from California and one of her friends, we were having a discussion uh, about how much she enjoys the, uh, the fact that on the East Coast here, we have seasons. <laughs> and she said, I feel like seasons makes you tougher. And I said, no, seasons makes you more miserable. <laughs> What's your take on that? Yeah, it definitely, uh, it, it, you definitely uh, get into a rough place at sometimes, you know, it's, it, it, you definitely mentally battle with the elements, but hundred percent makes you tougher. I mean, when you kind of, you know, take it head on and you kind of not embrace the suck, but you kind of understand like that's what you're dealing with. You just get it done. Uh, it definitely goes a long way, but don't get me wrong. You know, nowadays do I run in like slush and like hurt my Achilles cause I'm not warmed up or I can't get in a good run. Should I run outside or run it on an indoor treadmill? Like I know now at my age run inside, you know, you know, make, right. the, make the smart choice. But when I was younger, when I was like felt not invincible, but you know, I, I could bounce back. I can scrape my knees a little bit and fall and, continue the run. Yeah, I, I would 100% think I, I was a little bit more tough back then. What do you uh, what do you say to the people here uh, in the DC area who complain about it being cold outside, and they can't run? No, I get it. I get it. At the same time, though, I'm realizing there's a, a lot of transplants here, like sometimes you're not from DC. I mean, you get used to it. You know, I, you know we dealt with snow a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm kind did of you go out for a run earlier this week when it I, snowed? I did not know Dr. Mike. I did not. I used these, I used the Woodway treadmills. Um, they were pretty great. Uh, I, I was nice and warmed up. I was getting in a controlled environment. Um, no, I, I saw a couple of people running. Uh, you know, I thought that was good for them, but not, not something I'll do right now. Uh, no, but yeah, back, back in the high, uh, high school days or even college, I was like, I'm definitely gonna run outside. What's the coldest temperature you've run in? Uh, I definitely has to be in the negatives. Um, you know, and that was definitely during college as well, just being absolutely arrogant. Now let's, um, let's talk about something when you are running in the negatives or even below freezing or, or hell, even forties, what's the proper attire? What should, what should a runner wear that's when, a they, question. when they go out for a run? So I, I like to bundle up. I'm, I don't mind sweating, even if I'm a, a little overdressed and maybe even nowadays, um, you just take an extra five minutes, you know, prep your attire. I'm wearing long tights. Maybe I'm wearing high socks over the tights. Um, you know, a good cushion shoe, but yeah, I'll, no, I'll lay up, layer up. I'll tuck the, tuck the t-shirt in under the tights. I'll wear, you know, maybe a long sleeve or a pullover and a jacket with a nice little, nice little, uh, vibrant hat on perhaps if it's snowing and then, uh, some gloves for sure. But, you know, I don't mind sweating a little bit, being a little overdressed, uh, in the sense, maybe it's the thirties or below. Um, just gets me warmed up faster. 
Um, yeah. There's a lot of like tricks of the trade. I didn't realize until probably a couple years after college where, you know, like the, I, I've been um, honored or, or I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of like really good runners, professional runners um, just through my time. I, you know, definitely didn't, uh, didn't expect to know uh, a lot, but they, uh, they use Vaseline. They, um, they, they, they do all these like certain tricks to uh, make sure um, that their body is prepped for these after runs. So like races, I know a couple of pro owners who will put Vaseline on their legs oh, wow. um, and, and their face where, you know, um, uh, latex gloves um, with Vaseline underneath their gloves. It's crazy. I don't know why they say it works and they're really fast. Um, right. I'm not really the technical guy here to, you know, tell you why you're biologically it, it enhances your performance but they did it it worked um you like the icy hot but the icy hot if you put the icy hot like in your gloves may or in your shoes maybe it makes you run faster i don't know maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe uh uh at molly huddle or emily sisson that those are the people that ask that's how i heard it okay uh yeah cause i think that's a big misconception that people have when they go out for runs is that oh it's cold but i'm gonna be running so i'm gonna get hot and that's fine and I, I think that's a, that's a pretty big issue. I know, I think two or three years ago, I, was, uh, I spent a couple of years working the finish line at the Rock and Roll Marathon here in DC. And both those years, specifically the first year, it was miserable. It was mid-March, but it was 32 degrees. It was freezing. And I'll be honest, everyone dressed like assholes. Because they, <laughs> they all, they all, you know, they all came across the finish line in their, you know, the, the, you know, the running shorts. They had tank tops or t-shirts on, and you know, no gloves, no hats, nothing. And immediately, like that, they were, you know, cramping up, freezing up, and you know, they, you know, then they come to us, and I'm like, well, what were you thinking, Mike? Let me tell you, aesthetics go a long way. They probably most people will, you know, obsess over the race day outfit. Uh, maybe during the winter months or maybe poor conditions, they will probably ref refuse to put on long tights or uh, a long sleeve under the, the tank or the singlet that they've been uh, itching to wear. So it's how, a long way. How, but, how important is, uh, how important is aesthetics to, uh, to being a good runner? 80%, um, 90%? To, to to honest honestly answer that i don't think any pro runner really successful runners you know really cares about what they're wearing that was a joke um right that was i a joke. i uh i used to live across this hallway post-college um and he was this not a recreational runner but he was an unsponsored guy he um was phenomenal and just went um went under the radar for so many people he ended up being a 62 30 half marathon runner couldn't tell you that pace. I just know it's under uh, sub five. It's very fast. Um, so it's very incredibly fast. Uh, he ended up being sponsored by, by Sock and he was awesome. We were all pumped for him. And he was my roommate. He literally got all the Sock and gear and he's just like, I'm going to wear probably two of these shorts. Do you want the rest of like the two dozens? Not, and I was just like, at that point, I'm like, it doesn't matter about gear or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Long story short, um, aesthetic <laughs> matter. But at the end of the day, especially if you're doing road races or if you're not going for uh, prize money or something, bundle up for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right there, there was. Uh, I mean, you get the old, uh, the old Dion Sanders. If you look good, you feel good. You feel good, play good. If you play good, they pay good. And don't don't be wrong. I was the uh, I was the guy in college who um, 
you know, wore the same half tights, you know, indoors, outdoors, you know, donned on the special singlet during the big races. You know, I was, I was in my head with that, but yeah, it only can only go so far. Uh, <laughs> what was going to happen when you suck? Like, or you didn't win that race. What's going to happen? Like, you're just going to wear it again, probably anyway. So what are what are your preferred running clothing brands since we're on the topic here? Oh man, on running. No, I, you know, a free agent here, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I am not too picky when it comes to shoes. Um, I'm really enjoying on running right now. Um, the cloud. I'm a big fan of on running too. Yeah. It, it's been, it's been great. Um, uh, I'm really liking my foot strike and, and how I'm uh, holding myself and bouncing back from runs with them. Um, I have worn under armor before, you know, big stigma, like don't wear under armor. Like I have, they're coming a long way with, uh, their run, uh, their running shoes. Um, they're, it's the machinas I'll wear. I have like a six pairs of them where, and then I, I ran in sock and area and Brooks in college. Like I literally had no idea what the benefits were of certain shoes. I've worn heavy stability shoes in college, you know, neutral max cushion, um, basically flats. I trained in flats. I had no idea. I was pretty ignorant back then. I just kind of went with the flow and just whoever told me what pair to shoes what pair of shoes to wear I wore, but yeah. nowadays, you know, I'll, I'll know a little bit myself. I, I like a high cushion shoe. Um, honestly, I still wear the same long tights from like college. They still fit. They, they, there's, you know, they're, they work. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll dabble in a little tracksmith nowadays. I'm kind of, um, trendy, trendy. Some, uh, some fitspo people. Um, awesome. Awesome. People like Mona, um, and shout Carl. out to Mona for yeah, the show. So, uh, absolutely Mona Mona's a rock star she uh so she she has like uh, the awesome gear so I, I've, I've worn track because of a few people for sure um but well she's a she's a fellow Lululemon ambassador so uh I gotta give Lulu, Lulu a shout uh, out there for sure definitely Lululemon um I had the opportunity through um NETC Northeast Track Club um they chose me to be you know or, or fit me into Lululemon um back in the fall I'd never owned Lululemon gear before um, super nice. I'll probably wear the joggers almost every other day. If no one, I wear, the, I wear joggers. I wear their joggers every day. Yeah. If no one notices here uh, at FRC, uh, um, that's, that's a win. There you go. Yeah. You wear the same joggers every day. No one notices. It's fine. I, I at this point I have about three that I rotate in and out, but more or less it's a, it's the same thing. I just, my laundry is, is in the basement of our building. It's a hassle to go down there and wash them. So it's fine. It's fine. Uh, and then, so let's talk to so then you, uh, you moved to DC, uh, or, or you, you're in, you live in Arlington, right? Uh, old town, Alexandria. Old town, I, I right. moved around. I, I, I did move to DC. Um, I, I did make my rounds around new England. Uh, again, I ran in college, new England. I ran post-college. I then got, went into the workforce, uh, in New Hampshire. Uh, I, you know, found an opportunity down here in, in DC, moved to, uh, Ivy city and then just made my rounds. Once I got uh, this job at formula running center. Um, I did move to Arlington now, Alexandria, and I'm, I'm loving the DMV. What was the original reason for moving down here? Yeah. So, um, I definitely didn't mention to this before, but I used to be associated with a, uh, pro track club called district track club. Um, uh, okay. I sponsored under armor group. Um, I had that written in my notes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was, um, an awesome experience. I basically was there for like two years um, up until really the pandemic, um, the head coach there, Tom Brumlick, who is doing a phenomenal job at, uh, DTC, um, and really turning some heads, um, 
you, you know, there, I, you know, I noticed it before, I guess it got a little trendy following them. Um, they had earned my attention for sure. I, I was wowed by uh, their, their athletes. Um, even when I was racing, I, I just called this, called Tom Brumlick up once I was at an ice cream, you know, park ice cream shop parking lot. And I was like, Hey man, I want to come down there. I want to like, you know, uh, you know, I was doing whatever, uh, full-time job in New Hampshire. I, I knew what, there was, what were you doing? What were you doing pre fitness running? Great nonprofit. Um, it was called Grand Estate Independent Living. Uh, uh, yes. I, I worked with at-risk, uh, youth with disabilities, um, it was a life-changing job. It was, I was there for a year. Um, unfortunately though, when it comes to nonprofits, you really rely on grants and government funding. And it just so happened that they lost their government funding. Um, so they had really downsized. They understood that people were going to kind of walk away. Um, I knew it was my best interest to walk away because it was actually, uh, the same town I, I went to college in, which is great. I, I enjoyed living in Keene, New Hampshire for almost like six years, but I needed a new, uh, new, new experience. Um, again, just saw an opportunity. Uh, this, this guy, Tom Brumlick, he didn't have a ton of staff. He, you know, had a few people in and out, you know, giving other people opportunities. So, um, that was great. But yeah, no, my nonprofit was, was, was awesome. I worked with some incredible human beings and incredible youth. Um, and basically the job was to, uh, get them back on the right track. Um, to graduate sometimes, you know, high school, you know, it's just, you know, school is just not everyone's thing and they get, uh, get on a bad track and, you know, we help with academics, um, getting them back to their grades to graduate. And even sometimes people don't graduate, they still have a certification of completion. Um, those, uh, those kids as well, um, you know, are, are in programs at their school and, and we help them out. We, we actually found them jobs as well. We call them nice. internships. Um, and we, they were paid, paid internships. You know, we had people work at, you know, vacuum store, a CVS, um, daycare, you know, I drive them around my sprinter van throughout like the, the key New Hampshire area, um, finding them jobs, getting them, getting them kind of life experiences, um, before high school is over. Very cool. And these kids would be ages from like 17 to 21. Um, it was awesome. Uh, nice. it, it, it was a really cool experience. And, grateful for it. Uh, I felt bad leaving, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at with FRC for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you came down here and you're running with district track club. What was that like? Yeah. So district track club, they're amazing athletes. Um, we actually have a strong, uh, relationship with DTC, DTC still, uh, at formula running center. We do have two coaches, um, who are athletes of DTC. We actually have um, going to have a, a DGC athlete be a front desk, uh, client advocate, super cool. Um, working with them, didn't run with them. I would have gotten cut so quickly. Um, but they were, they're phenomenal. Um, they're, uh, um, the really blue collar. I really felt a connection there being that, you know, from the Northeast, um, you know, battling with elements, you know, just being under the radar, uh, their mantra, again, this, blue collar atmosphere was something I really wanted to be a part of. And I learned a ton. Um, professional track and field is a ruthless um, um, profession. Um, you know, marks, it's just all about the times and places. And you got to show up, you only have so many opportunities to run. It's not like high school or college, um, where you have a, a race every weekend, and you just kind of hop on a bus and, and, you know, your coaches kind of sign you up, you, you know, you take the reins in professional track and field. 
I saw a whole nother side of the sport. It was incredible. Uh, I, I have met so many uh, people being in the post-college, you know, professional track and field world. Um, it was quite the experience. Who's, I, the biggest, who's the biggest name you've met? Oh, um, aside from Tom Brum, like DTC head coach. So I, I respecting, you know, the elders, you know, maybe low key, Matt Centurit Sr. I met, and he is really well known in the kind of old school um, running world. He, okay. um, he is the father of Matt Centurit Jr., who was the gold medalist in the 2016 Euro Olympics uh, Rio, uh, sorry, Rio Olympics in the in the 1500. So again, uh, and they're all DMV native, actually, at least Matt Centrowitz Jr., again, gold medalist. He's from uh, the Maryland area. Nice. So like, okay. again, not a lot of people would know that, but his yeah. father um, was an Oregon athlete. He uh, was an amazing athlete. Again, this guy knows everyone in the running community. So maybe famous, probably not, but does, does this guy know everything when it comes to pro running? Matt Centred Senior, super cool. Um, I met Dave Waddle. Uh, that was actually during college, but the guy who is, is like a viral video, the guy who ran one of the Olympics, couldn't remember the date, but he was in the 800 and he uh, won the, uh, the won gold in the Olympics. Last guy to win uh, the gold medal in the 800 in the Olympics, Dave Waddle. He was, he's a guy who wore a hat in the yeah, yeah, yeah. big deficit. Met that guy, it was super cool. Um, the guy's viral. He probably doesn't even know he's viral, but he's viral. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so somebody like okay, met so many cool people. My favorite runner is Molly Huddle, though. She's she's badass. Okay, um, by far, she's I'll, I'll say she's the coolest one. Nice, nice. Uh, and then, so let's talk about then how you got your start at FRC. How did how did this uh, come about? Yeah, again, um, all thanks to DTC um, and just through the connections of DTC, um, uh, a gentleman named Jake Tuber. Um, who, who helped DTC um, for the, the past couple of years. He actually introduced the whole group to Formula Running Center. Um, he introduced us to uh, Christopher Hoffman, who was one of the owners of FRC. Um, I just so happened to be able to make this visit, uh, introduce myself to Chris. Um, I, I was kind of doing a lot of part-time jobs. I worked at, you know, Potomac River Running. I worked at Sidwell Friends. Um, and this seemed like a really good opportunity to add on to my schedule. Um, because I really saw what FRC uh, could be for the DMV community. Um, and it was a no-brainer to apply. And I met um, this really cool person named Jenna Fatika. She was the original studio manager. She's the one that hired me um, through with, with Chris. Um, and uh, it's, been, it's been amazing ever since. Um, unfortunately, Jenna moved during, uh, during the pandemic. She's off to a better place in, in, in Chicago um, uh, with her fiance. Uh, but I, I went through my rounds of interviews. I, you know, earned my spot as studio manager and we've made a lot of uh, ground since reopening since the pandemic. But um, I've been pretty blessed working at FRC for sure. I've met a lot of cool people. Nice. So tell, tell us a little bit about what Formula Running Center is. I mean, it's got kind of a, a, a cool name. Yes. Let's yeah. See. What do we embody? The lowdown. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been pretty cool. I mean, I've never, I, to be honest, I was never really in the fitness industry in this sense, um, in the boutique boutique fitness industry prior to FRC, um, I learned a ton. So, you know, we have a lot, you have a lot of well-run um, studios in the DMV in general. I mean, top-notch facilities. And I'm proud just to say we are alongside of them 
during this like crazy time. Right. Um, but FRC is Formula Running Center. Really, I think we're a performance uh, performance center. Um, we have all, it's almost, uh, uh, you know, it's you got to take it in small bites. Uh, we are an uh, uh, institution, a facility that helps the whole, uh, the whole runner. And even if you don't consider yourself a runner, uh, that's a lot of uh, uh, the main uh, kind of a theme that I've, I've met with people who don't designate themselves as runners. I'm not a runner. Um, you definitely are at one point. Uh, you play tag. Uh, yes, this is my favorite, this is my favorite thing. People who say they're not runners, you're a runner. If you run in any capacity, you're a runner, a mile, two miles, you run to pick up the mail in the morning. Like you're a runner. Yeah. We've all run to the, uh, to the, uh, uh, to your airline if we're running late or or something, you know, um, you know, I count running late as exercise. So (laughs) we, um, we come across with all walks of life and depending whatever your experience is with running, we have some sort of tool experience or, um, or, you know, or class or recovery method. We have all these modalities for you to improve your experience, to become a runner or to become a better athlete, to become a better, um, you in a sense. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not one of those people to really, uh, um, you know, maybe upsell or, you know, like do it now, your time is now type of thing. If you come into this institute, if you come into our facility, though, you're going to be well greeted uh, by a client, client advocate or, or myself, and I hope you've experienced that as well, Mike. But you're going to be introduced by one of our world class coaches um, who have such a dynamic background. They're going to give you worlds of information that you might be able to Google, but you're going to have these one on one conversations and even be trained by these these coaches for you know hours on end. You know, if you keep just showing up, you're also going to be able to. Um, use our recovery services that we don't even get in college. You know, we have Normatex, compression sleeves, saunas, cold tub, cryotherapy. I mean, where do you get all these modalities, all these, you know, services under one roof? We're not trying to compete with other, you know, uh, uh, studios and institutions. If you have a place to work out, but you want to supplement recovery, right. you can come here. If you want to sup and you want to be recovery here and work out, that's awesome. We just partnered with you, Dr. Mike, and we had a great time. I, had a great- I hope, we, you know, the goal is there is to get your people, get our people under one roof, get to share your experiences. We get to show our show off our facility. We're trying to enhance the experience um, for the athlete in you. Uh, and that's my goal every day um, is to always just give back and, and give you maybe one perspective, maybe one additional thing that you might not have had uh, when you woke up. Um, there's just so many opportunities. I, I mean, I, I stumble on my words sometimes, but this place, I learn something new, what you can utilize here every day. Um, yeah, this place, this place is definitely a hidden gem. Um, but again, we are primarily a fitness, uh, you know, fitness class, you know, fitness studio, but we have, uh, you know, recovery classes, we have fitness classes, uh, we have recovery services on top of assessment services like VO2 max RMR testing, uh, in body composition analysis. Uh, it is a lot to swallow, but you know, we have plenty of opportunities for you to get here consistently and experience it for yourself. Would you say there's something for everybody? Yes. I mean that you best way to put it. I'm going to use that as well going forward. 100%. I mean, you know, we even have open studio access. We have all access to our studio throughout the day. If you might not be comfortable being in a 
you know, a franchise gym, you know, a gym that's kind of quite crowded, we have access to that. We follow all of our, uh, all guidelines, CDC guidelines and everything um, that we have our capacity limits. Um, it's a very safe space. Um, but again, you can view this place as a performance center. Like that's how I view it now as, you know, especially um, I want to get back in shape. I'm going to utilize all of our coaches and get back in shape. I want to recover harder because I get banged up super easily, um, you know, left and right. I'm going to absolutely abuse my position and use my uh, compression sleeves, cold tub and sauna off hours, of course. Um, not, I'm not trying to waste product here, but just in case uh, your boss I, is listening. I, uh, I, I view this place as, as a performance center as well. And, you know, we really want to enhance the experience, enhance your performances uh, by giving opportunities for our workshops and our classes and our recovery services. Um, but if you want to try out running for the first time, that's something you've been, you know, noticing an uptrend, uh, maybe from your friends and family, you're trying to be, uh, be, start running all over again. We have all types of services and our, you know, coaches who are, were at your position at one point and have, have, you know, years and years of experiences being able to help you out. Now, what's a, what's a typical class like? Uh, yeah, we got a dozen classes, it seems like on our schedule. So um, our core class is going to be our formula run class. Um, it's going to be a 60 minute um, interval uh, uh, train uh, interval uh, program class. Um, it's not a 60 minute running class. We're not just going to have you get on the treadmill from the start. We're going to actually give you uh, go through a dynamic warm up, um, appropriately warming up before you start exercising. We're big, big we're we primarily focus on education here. Um, obviously we want to improve you and, you know, make you look good and PR every single time you're, you know, hopping your race in 2021, 2022, but we really want to start with a foundation of uh, education on, on the why we are warming up and the you know, everyone has a different warm up here in the sense of coaching. So we get you two, three to five minutes, you know, of a dynamic warm up on the floor before you even touch the treadmill. Um, you then, you know, you get on that tread, you start running a little bit to warm yourself up. At that time, the coach is going to explain the interval workout. And it's not a 60-minute run class. It's going to be a variety of uh, timed intervals. This is not a place where you can get dropped, which I really enjoy. That's the best. That's the first thing I thought of when I uh, initially joined on was that this place is in a controlled environment. It's a safe place. You're not battling with the elements. You don't feel like you're going to get dropped. You don't feel like you're, you're not involved. You don't feel like you're going to be uh, excluded out in anything. You can run 12 minute pace to, you know, 445 pace here. And it's all great. And it's all monitored. It's all individualized for you, which is awesome. I really hope I'm selling this one. You're class. doing a great job. Our eight, eight other classes, but seriously, everyone is able to complete the same class. Now, you might only run 2.6 miles, but you should be damn proud if that is that is an accomplishment for you. If you run, if you, you know, keep at it, we've had people, you know, even keep track of their 4.4 4 miles, you know, back in, you know, when we first opened, reopened in the fall, and now they're running 5.5. That's such a little thing. People might not even understand on this, on this podcast right now, but people take that seriously. People are like, you know, pat themselves on the back and be like, I'm improving just by that little bit in these classes. Right. Um, and in itself too, again, it's timed intervals. You're not getting dropped. You're not running, you know, 10 minutes for a mile while everyone else is finished. You know, we do these timed intervals, which is awesome. Um, it's right. just like the track. It's just like any fart like or tempo you may do outdoors. You can do the inside. We're not trying to make you an indoor runner all of a sudden. We're trying to hold you accountable. 
uh, and, and really uh, get you a workout you might not be able to do on your own. Or you can join, join in, you know, with the eight other people in class with you. Again, CDC guidelines can't can do more than nine. But yeah, we're just joining on, uh, joining along and, along and, uh, and just having a phenomenal run workout on top of our, you know, again, dozen other classes. We have yoga class, um, yoga for runners. We, if yoga is not your thing, which I recommend trying out with our yoga instructor, she's awesome. We have a mobility class. We have a series of mobility classes that, you know, you can do after your um, long run. What, what don't you guys do? What don't you guys do? Um, biking. Not. <laughs> this is that. not a spin studio. Yeah. Don't get Confirmed. me wrong. Yes. I did ask Chris uh, for a spin bike, maybe selfishly for me. But no, I mean, honestly, we really are trying to uh, uh, um, tend to the endurance athlete. Again, yeah. Run classes, split classes, split classes mean we do running and strength. We have full strength classes. We've only, we've added um, since the pandemic classes, uh, which is pretty cool. I had a lot of time to think, you know, during this new position to add classes, <laughs> um, but it's been fun. And we've seen, um, you know, not only new faces, but we've seen members uh, utilize our classes more, which is, uh, I'm really proud about. Right. Um, I, our members are ride or dies and I hope we get more ride or dies here, uh, especially after this podcast, but just in general, <laughs> I want to like partner with other studios sure. and, and and athletics and high schools and organizations here because we're just here to try to help the people out if i can help another institution out with recovery um, i'm all for it i mean uh, i'm here uh just to build the dmv community but what don't we do again biking um, <laughs> you know you definitely get my you, if you ever run into me i'm going to talk your ear off um i'm definitely in the customer service realm um, trying go. to help the uh, intend to people. Let's let's for. uh let's let's shift it. Give me your thoughts on uh, the importance for. We talk a little bit about strength training, strength training for endurance athletes, for runners in particular. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of runners run because it's easy. You know, you throw on your shoes and you walk out your front door and you go for a run. It's easy. It's so super easy. But there's more to that, right? No doubt. I mean. It's just gains. You're only going to plateau if you just run a ton of miles. Um, and you're susceptible to a little bit of injury as well. Um, it's going to be a lot of struggle. And you might get, you, you might succeed as well, upping your mileage and upping your pace and everything. You get aerobically super strong. Um, but when you really want to make the next gain um, to big, have the biggest um, pace, dropping of pace, dropping of race times, uh, that's where strength. Uh, training is involved, especially as well as recovery, but for strength, um, it can do wonders for you and the body uh, and just your recovery as well. Um, you know, again, we added uh, strength components into our training programs and our classes in general. And we've seen, you know, honestly, a lot of gains, not only, you know, being able to bounce back from an appropriate amount of classes yep. per week, um, but less and less injuries. Like I, you know, rarely knock on wood here and, you know, any aches and pains that happens to any of our members, which is awesome. And I, and I feel the same way, uh, you know, being consistently, you know, I mean, that, that should be the goal of any strength training program is, you know, number one is minimize injury, you know, do no harm. And, and if we can minimize injury and then, you know, you're able to train more, more frequently. Well, guess what? There goes your performance. Your performance is going to get better. And, and there, you know, there, you know, you probably create a little bit more buy-in from that, but you know, those are the, you know, it starts with, you know, keeping people healthy. That's the number one goal is like, this is what strength training does is like your back hurts, your knee hurts. Well, guess what? If 
we start loading it, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think, you know, getting people, you know, strong, you know, cause at the end of the day running, like we, you know, I think we, the, the first thing we said here was running is a sport and you got to train for it. You know, it's not, you know, it, it, it is exercise. Yes. But it's, it, you know, it has all these great cardio benefits, has all these great respiratory benefits, stress relieving, you know, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's still a stressor on your musculoskeletal system. And as a result, you know, you need to trade for it. Yeah, you definitely got to give uh, respect to the sport, uh, especially any en- endurance sport uh, um, with that. And um, yeah, yeah, really, it's just wh- when it comes uh, to strength training, right? Uh, you know, a lot of times maybe people can be intimidated uh, when, when in hearing the word strength training, yep. when it comes to, you know, building um or, or loading or or just strengthening in general i'll just get to the point here thinking of squat racks bench presses you know max loads yep. uh and, and these like big uh, like you know yoke individuals i'm like i am never going to be like that i do not want to be in a place where i feel intimidated by that and i'm not saying we're, we're talking about like discriminating like you know you know any any other institution but like when you just break it down to the basics of, you know, utilizing modal or, or strengthening modalities or extremities, like just like glutes, you know, I've got tight hamstrings or, you know, I'm battling with these lower extremities. Here's a resistance band. Here's a, or, or here's, you know, a, a light set of weights. Actually you utilize these three times a day, you know, or two to three times a day, a couple times a week, you will see gains uh, in your form, in your time, in your paces and goes a long way. And I think the people who are like, yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to get too bulky, too, you know, too big. My, my response to those people usually, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> like, okay. like, go ahead. I dare you. Because mm-hmm. I, I got news for you. It's, it's really hard to do that. It's awesome. really hard to do that. And especially, you know, with, with women when it comes to, you know, uh, hormones, things like that. It, it, it's, it's, you know, significantly uh, more challenging, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to get too big, too muscular, whatever. And, and it won't be good. No, I'd like to see you try, but, but yeah, exactly. If you just, you know, try these things, you know, a few times a day or, you know, a couple times a week even, and, and you're going to end up, you know, in a really good position where you're healthy and you're going to be happy with, you know, your numbers you're putting up. Yeah, I would, you know, and, and we were talking about this after our workshop is, um, people do themselves a disservice when they don't incorporate strength into their routine. Now it's tough, right? Oh, I just ran for an hour. I just did my longest run. Oh, I don't want to do this. That's the biggest thing. If people come in after a long run and they're like, well, I ran, so my legs are tired. So that means I'm good, right? Yeah, I'm all done. I'm all done. I, I My watch just said, I, I'm, I'm into the new smartwatch game. I got a polar. I closed all my circles or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Oh, you just succeeded. I'm at 120% today. I, I did five miles before this, but I'm 120. Do I, do I not exercise more? Do I not, you know, do any sort of activation exercises before I go to bed? Do I not do core at night? Don't be wrong. Like, you, you know, I, I, you know, I got practice after this. Where am I going to find the time? Let, five, 10 minutes of maintenance of, of, of just putting your, putting your schedule aside to do it goes a long way. Just, yeah, you gotta, you gotta respect the sport. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, uh, that's, that's the big thing. And I think, you know, when it does come to lifting, like you said, it's, it's intimidating to, to go, you know, you, you leave your house, you drive to the gym or, or even, 
or even now, you know, with, with, you know, gyms being, you know, not necessarily open or accessible is, you know, you, you order weights or you pull up a video on YouTube and it, it's, it's intimidating, you know, to you go to gyms, other people who are, who are bigger or stronger, uh, more experienced, know what they're doing. And, and you're just kind of like, well, I'm supposed to lift weights. I just don't know what to do. And versus you put on your sneakers, you walk out the door and you go for a run. And, mm. and you know, when you compare the two, it's almost a no brainer. Like I'm going to run every time, but uh, you know, ultimately, yeah, you do need to have that uh, base. And I, I really challenge people, you know, to dive into coach or to be coached, to be assisted, to find physical therapists like yourself uh, and big league performance to help your needs. And I still question what I need to do today and I don't even remember what I did two days ago or what, what I loaded up, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, if a lot of these people, you know, who, who do really well uh, with training training, you know, have a plan, but I can imagine a large population, a large pool of people have no idea what they're doing. Absolutely. Zero they did two days ago. Yep. And I say, I challenge you to just be coached, you know, find a service. Everyone needs a coach. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing. Even maybe I, I was challenged with that. Oh, I knew what I, I know what I'm doing. I was a collegiate athlete. I ran post-college. Like I got my piece of paper. Well, I forget that someone designed that program for me. Yep. Someone, you know, my strength and conditioning coach in college went to school for this. And this is a full-time job. Yep. You know, I, you know, I thought I was doing it. No, no, no. A coach, a professional, a, a an individual who has years of experience is helping you to get you where your gains are or even even understanding where you could go so i just challenge people uh you know to really find a, a coach to be assisted a physical therapist uh um to get their those gains and i know we even just discussed about too and i'll definitely chime this in is like physical therapists are so underrated and not only in the sense that, yeah, it's going to help my Achilles out. What are you going to do after when you strengthen it enough to where it doesn't hurt for a couple of weeks, where, what else can you help and gain, you know, three, four months from now? Proactive hundred percent. Now, you're, now you're talking my language. Now you're talking my language. We'll go down a whole nother rabbit hole here. Cause yeah, when you're, when you know, it, it's one thing to, to take care of a problem when it pops up, but like, what can we prevent from happening? And what can we maximize? You know, how can we get better? You know, is, is it running? Is, 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 do you want to run a half marathon? Do you have a certain time you want to get, you know, like how can we help you get to that, get to that goal? You know, not just taking care of this, you know, nagging injury, but it's like, well, guess what? We can also make you stronger and help you, you know, run a whatever marathon. Not a medical professional. I manage a studio, but your body, I can only think of that. It's, it's always changing. Your body is always under stress or experiencing something new and you just can't keep up like yourself. You are just not monitoring it to the T like, or like every single, you know, day of like, you know, I, I, I didn't get any sleep last night or I, I have this whole project or like this event coming up. When you have someone set aside that you're able to work with on weeks on end, months on end consistently, they're able to monitor your even trends, um, even remind you of, of loads and, and experiences you had, uh, the good and the bad. Uh, and again, it's just worthwhile to, you know, have someone in your corner and I get it. Oh man, I, I don't know if I, I have the money. Oh, I don't know if I have the time. You really don't have your time for your health. 
that's what I, that's what I, whenever someone, you know, will, you know, will balk at the price or say they don't have the money, you know, when, when it comes to putting tires on your new car, you don't, you don't select the cheapest tires. Right. So, so why, why select the cheapest option for your healthcare? Right. You know, we only, we only get one body. You only get one body. You don't, you don't get to, you know, get, get a second body or a third body. I'm not looking to get a replaced knee one day. I'm not looking to replace a hip. Exactly. Knock on wood. Like it happens. Like I'm not trying to take any heat for saying that or something, but I want to make sure that this right here is functionally functioning well. Right. I mean, you know, you just got to bite the bullet. Don't get me wrong. Like I used to, you know, CPTs all the time, not on my own dime. It hit reality for me. And I was just, I had the opportunity to like, that was just, you know, what I had. There was a time like, oh, I don't need to see, it. I don't need to see anyone like, oh, two, three weeks. You know, yeah. I have to wait to see someone because I was just new, um, yeah. you know, and it's like, and guess what? I like pulled my hamstring like two weeks later, shot myself in the foot. I'm like, all right, learn my lesson. Not yep. invincible anymore. I'm not 22 years old anymore. Um, it, it's so, I don't want to say arrogant, but like you got to invest into uh, your health. I mean, it, it, it just does wonders. Health is the new wealth, baby. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So we're getting down to the last few questions here. Uh, I, I just, I loved exactly what we just talked about right there. That was, that was great. I'm all for it. I wish you said it earlier. Um, yeah. But no, you, you got like, and that's, this is a whole team effort. And I know we wanted to keep this under our, I ramble on for sure. <laughs> but um, good thing you didn't talk about college because I would have like talked about glory days for sure. So, um, but I definitely want to make it a known fact that I really think there are so many people, so many coaches and physical therapists and professionals that are out there to help you out. And it's not just going to be one. And if you find the right coach at the beginning at another studio down the road or here, you know, that is awesome. Yeah. And tell that's your what I tell friends, people. Yeah, absolutely. Tell other people to show up and experience what you just experienced as well as, uh, and don't be selfish, go to other studios too. There are other professionals and like-minded folks who are here to help you out. Yeah. I'm just here to be a big team. Like I'm, you know, I work with other PTs. I work with you, Mike. I would love to work with other uh, studios as well to kind of make this Arlington area the fittest place in the world. Uh, which I think is it awesome. already was. It was, uh, it was already yeah. the fittest in the country. Yeah. No, yeah. Not like, yeah, gotta, earn the ti- gotta earn the title back, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, like just, get, we, we are like-minded people. Let's all team up. But I want, and for any listener at this, you know, at this point, it'd be like, tell your friends to go to that studio. Tell your friends to go to this PT and, and see what that can do for you. And it's not a one-time thing. Maybe it is, but go a couple times, figure something out. You got to be consistent with it. There's no one-off miracle, uh, you know, to find, you know, to find you, but, you know, share the wealth. Share. share the wealth. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so speaking of the, the Arlington and the DC area here, where's your, where's your favorite place to go for a run? Ooh. Okay. Comment below, you know, let me know. I am horrible with this right now. Okay. I'll be, I'll be lo- loving the Woodway treadmills at FRC formula running center in Clarendon, Virginia. First time special is still happening, but I, nice I, pitch. I would love to learn more about this area. I had a really interesting habit when I was running competitively, especially in college. I ran almost the same routes almost every day. 
like clockwork. Had a flat outback five miler, had this kind of woody uh, or uh, in the woods, hilly terrain of seven miles. I was a creature of habit. And what does that do for me? I just run the same route. I just got a smartwatch. Uh, plug for Polar if you're listening. I just got a smartwatch. I you know, discount code for that. The Strava and everything, and it is basically showing the same route every time. Um, I'm really bad with is it. Is it a good I, route? Is it is it a route you recommend? Is it a route you flat, want to keep hidden? Not you lie, want to disclose it? Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I love I love good flat run. I love a good loop. Um, it fits into my schedule. I would love to learn more routes that are not trendy in the sense of you know the mall. Do, do you um, ever run the the George Washington? Is it George Washington Trail or the the Mount yeah Mount Vernon Trail Mount right Vernon, along George Washington? I I get there. Um, I, it's a part of it because I live in Old Town Alexandria, so it's right there. It's awesome. I haven't dabbled with that quite yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, comment below best best routes to go. All right, um, come run with me and Mike and show there us. There you go. Yeah, I I do the because uh, my I, I haven't measured, so our apartment is a mile. Uh, mile up to the the mall, so it's a mile mm-hmm. mile up to the mall, then run around the mall, and then it's a mile back, and like, and then same thing with uh, tidal basin from our apartment. It's a mile and a half up to tidal basin, mile and a half back. So it's just like easy three miles, boom boom like that. So I, I I do the same thing where I get into like the same habits with like oh this is our route, and I think during the earlier part of quarantine we got into like let's explore Navy Yard and Southwest mm-hmm. and like let's mm-hmm. run around a little bit more, but. Those are the two old uh, standbys. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm again. I'm you know I'm from New England and in college there wasn't you know the population was you know it was pretty small. Couldn't tell you the number, but you know we did our same routes. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing. It wasn't like you know these incredible sites. Or maybe to, it is for some people. But me running by the memorial, uh, uh, you know the uh, the Capitol. My God, mind blowing. Super pretty cool. Awesome. Pretty cool. I don't stuff. do it enough. It doesn't doesn't sure. get tiring. That's for sure. No, it's sweet. You know, any run that someone takes me on, I'm like, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a favorite route. I love, I, I'm a creature of habit. I thought okay. that was why I was successful. Um, yeah. At, you know, at competitively, sure. it just, I just did the same, you know, uh, you know, I, I, again, just, I, I was consistent, but um, yeah, comment below. What, uh, what book are you reading these days or just read? Oh man. So that, that is a, that is a great question. I haven't read a, a single book book in a while come at me for that i'm sorry but uh um I was, I was just reading um um uh crap what 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 is it called um jack daniels um just Whiskey? basically a, a, a complete runner's guide type of thing i'm always trying to refresh um oh, the coaches the here challenge me i have some some smart coaches on staff they are okay um to the t uh, know what is best for you and the reasons why you want to touch on these lactic threshold paces and to why you need to run these recovery paces. And they challenge me to improve uh, my knowledge of the sport. Again, I know one side of it. I know the one, the one side that made me successful and the other perspectives that I've gained throughout. But man, some of these coaches that we have on staff are unreal of the knowledge they know. I'm just trying to keep keep up. Okay. And uh, what do you uh, what do you watch on TV these days? Mm, I can answer that. So big sci-fi guy, love it. Huh. Um, so I 
I um I live with my fiance. We're into the magician right now on Netflix. Like, okay. We're kind of in it again. You can kind of assume what the pre- like the, the point of the show is. Uh, but that's cool. Big big into sci-fi. Are you watching uh, Wandavision right now? I, I I personally am. I, I I do have Disney Plus. I personally am big Marvel guy. Uh, I could do a whole podcast on that one. Um, but uh, yeah. Any anything sci-fi, I'm into it. You know, try to uh, we try to keep it light in the household. We don't try. I'm not a th- thriller or okay. Or a guy. You know, I'm gonna pass on that real quick. We're, we're on a little Real Housewives of Potomac binge right now, so that's what we're. Oh, that's, that's, that's where we're at. In. Yeah, exactly. Damn, that there is. You go. That is a well. It's a also like centered game. around uh, what's it? Oz, the restaurant that used to be right there by uh, by Formula Running Center. Oh, I yeah, I know what you mean. But um, man, that's yeah, well above my pay grade. So there you go. And then, uh, what's one experience that you think everybody should have here in DC or DMV? Oh, that's a good question. It's gonna hit home for some people. All right. And, and this is me on my side of things when it comes to the fitness realm, the fitness okay. enthusiasts and everything. You got to join or, or dabble in some clubs, right? There are plenty of chains ah, and okay. fitness studios. Love to have anyone new in here uh, for sure. Oh my God. Like it would be awesome to uh, gain some of your followers, you know, give them the wine. And what's, the, what's the, what, what are some clubs that you recommend? So there are phenomenal, phenomenal endurance, you know, fitness-based clubs you can join and try out. You know, obviously it's tough times during a pandemic and you have to abide by the COVID uh, CDC guidelines and wear your mask, you know, social distance. I'm a big advocate of that. Like just do your absolute best during these times, but does not mean you cannot exercise. And there are people who are trying to fight the good fight and still exercise during these times. I'm obviously going to, name drop uh northeast track club they're awesome 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 people who are trying to um get you through this pandemic and 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 work on your um you know their holistic approach their mental approach their physical approach they're trying to get you moving constantly and they hold you accountable which is awesome district running collective again an under armor tie back in the day and i've worked with them before district running collective well-known group the masses for sure and they're hit by COVID as well you know give these people follows give these people likes give them you know some sort of relevance there encourage them join when this thing is all over you know even with the vaccine you know COVID's still relevant you know but still incorporate yourself into these clubs i mean and then dc run crew i mean so many clubs that I'm not probably not going to name off that deserve right, right, right. Um, you to join and try out November project and all that stuff. You got to move. You got to like, you know, socialize still, even if from afar, you can interact with these people online. NETC does a really great job. Uh, shameless plug. Um, NETC does a really good job incorporating their community 24 seven, reposting their runs, you know, no shame post the six mile route you just did from your Strava account or whatever, say you ran, there's no hate in that. Just encourage people to move. And if that holds you accountable, if that, if you're proud of that route, that run, that pace, NETC is going to repost that. And that is just encourages more people to get moving. And I think that's super cool. They do, they do an awesome job. They're the good, good old bunch team. They got cool things coming. 
I mean, again, name drop Mona, like she's at the forefront of that group and Carl, mm-hmm. Vongs, James got to name them as well. Like it's a really cool group. And again, they're not the only ones as well. Um, support them in any way, even, you know, on social media, like, you know, you're going to want subscribers, you're going to want followers. You, you want them to stay relevant and that yep. comes with more eyes, you know, on, on the, uh, on the product. Uh, and, and it just goes a long way to incorporate yourself with a, with a club, you know, with a podcast like yourself, like encouraging them, reposting it. That goes a long way during these days. There you go. All right, Ryan, uh, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Oh man. Um, I got Instagram. Um, try your best with that connecting with me. Um, uh, Rye underscore Wiskowski. Um, I'll let you try to type out that name, last name. Um, but yeah, no, uh, you know, come by FRC. Um, I'm a big face to face guy with mask on though, of course, but, um, you know, you know, come by the studio. You might see me at NETC. Um, you might see me at big league performance scene. I got an Achilles thing going on, Mike. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, reach out to me on Instagram again, Rye underscore Wiskowski. Um, there you go. All uh, right. That's really it. I, I don't know if I want to like put my phone number down. No, I think it's okay. Man. I like a hundred people have my car- business card with my phone number in there. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> no, right. you gave um, you gave us enough info. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. Thanks for coming on the show, man. And, uh, we'll definitely be talking soon. Appreciate it, Mike. Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance and Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to BigLeaguePerformanceAndRehab.com to learn more. Thanks, and until next time, keep moving, DC.